Pickaxe. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Trolley Problem Inc. podcast, the audio series based on the game, which is based on the philosophical problem of the same name. I'm Simon Byron and with me is developer of the game, Samuel Reed Graves. Hi, Sam. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm great. I'm, I'm excited for this episode. It was uh, one of the ones which was cancelled due to COVID and now we've got around to doing it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really up for it. It absolutely we have a superstar with us today it's just, it is a shame that we're not in the same room uh because i find it impossible not to touch this this person whenever well, they're we're not in the same room whenever they're near me <laughs> that's the issue <laughs> he's so cuddly anyway before we get on to introducing him uh how are things with you sam the game's out now uh this is the first episode we've recorded after the game's launch so how are you how are you feeling yeah, I, I'm ecstatic. I'm very, very happy with it. Um, when it comes to all the Twitch stuff and seeing over a million hours have been watched online, uh, seeing sort of bigger streamers play it. I mean, I hadn't opened Twitch ever until probably about a month ago. Um, I think people will be shocked knowing that we finished like the final implementation of Twitch like a week before launch. Um, so finding out who XQC is and then watching XQC play it was great. You and uh, 79,999 other people watching at the same time. Uh, yeah, it's been amazing, hasn't it, to see uh, such conversations, see, see so many people enjoying it. I mean, a million hours. Did you ever dream that you'd that Trolley Problem would have generated so much content? No, and uh, the thing is what I sort of can't really get my head around with that is that that's just on Twitch where so many of these uh, streamers have then put content onto YouTube afterwards. And it's harder to track, obviously, hours there, but just seeing hundreds of thousands of other people watching it on YouTube, um, yeah, it's just excellent. And the whole point of the game was start uh, to start conversations, and I think that has well and truly been achieved. Good. Well, congratulations. Uh, it's been really, really good fun to see uh, the reaction to it. Some people didn't like it, did they? We've been banned in Russia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then so, so some, um, I put in uh, if people haven't played the game I also put in some answers as well so people can see what I answered and some people don't like me either Simon <laughs> exactly <laughs> well uh, to balance out some of the negativity let's introduce the, one of the, the loveliest man in, uh, in video games and he was the loveliest man in computer games before then it's Charles Cecil OBE Oh, Simon, thank you so much. Oh, but may I may I correct you on two things? First of all, they were home computer games. Home, home computer, computer games. Computer games apologies, apologies. And 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 um and it's actually an MBE rather than an Oh, is it? <laughs> so I've, got the, I've got the inferior version. <laughs> oh, that was embarrassing. If it was the other way around, that would have looked good. Wow, but... no, what? The, no, that's because the campaign for an OBE starts here. No, the the truth is, <laughs> I've got into my mind. I know that I always get it wrong, and so. And, and so I think, oh, no, he, he is only an MBE, isn't he? And I think, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. If there's justice in the world, it would be Sir <laughs> Charles you. Sir Let Charles you. Cecil, the grand old Duke of York. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so how, how are you, Charles? What are you up to at the moment? 
Oh, I'm very well, thanks, Simon. Um, and Sam, great to see you again after what twelve years? I mean, just fantastic. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying the fact that the that the sun is out, that uh, spring is round the corner. Um, I, I have shown myself for, for, for a number of triathlons, which I'm not sure is the wisest thing to do, but um, you know, just new things to do, right? Um, and what are you what are you up to? So work are they based in New York? Are you, are you doing... Well, there's one. There's one actually that the, the the one I've signed up for is in Castle Howard. Which, um, if you were considerably older than you two are, you would remember um, a television series from the 80s called *Brideshead Revisited*, which was, I mean, a fabulously beautiful, beautiful series, and it was actually filmed at Castle Howard. So. Um, it's it's a very iconic stately home. So the prob- my, my brother um, actually moved to York probably about 12, 13 years ago. So he's sort of an honorary York Yorkshireman. And I, I've heard of Castle Howard a few times, but I've never been. Oh, uh, no, no, you should do. The, the problem, I mean, I've been in York for 30 years, but uh, if, you, if you're going to be proper Yorkshire... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to be born in York. It's uh, born in Yorkshire. So, so my both my children were, were born in York District Hospital. But um, you know, can I tell you a joke before we get going? Yeah, please. Great. So you know that um, obviously Yorkshire is considered by all people of Yorkshire to be God's own county. Yep. So the the joke that, that, that my, my favourite Yorkshire based joke is um, an American comes to Europe on an e- e- ecclesiastic tour. And um, you know he ends. He starts off in, in Paris and goes to Notre Dame. And you know, he, there's a on, on the wall. There's a, a gold telephone that says "Direct calls to God a million euros." Um, goes to Italy. Goes to Milan. The great, you know, fantastic cathedral there. And to cut a long story short, he ends up at York Minster, and he's blown away. It's a very beautiful minster, um, very beautiful cathedral. And on the wall is at the same gold telephone. Direct, you know, calls to God twenty pence. And um, he's absolutely blown away. And he stops one of the priests and says, it's a million euros, euros everywhere. It's only 20 pence. Why is that? And the priest replies, well, it's a local call from here, lad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you'd not played uh, the game. You mentioned when we were uh, just uh, chatting before we started broadcasting. But we're here That's today. because I didn't know it was out. And it's had a million hours of Twitch viewing. Congratulations. That's absolutely amazing. Are you saying that you don't watch Twitch, Charles? <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm... I thought he'd be subscribed to XQC. Well, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, it's been out uh, almost a couple of weeks now. Uh, almost, yeah, exactly a couple of weeks um, at the time of recording. Um, uh, and it's a game which asks its players to make a series of uh, difficult choices um, throughout its its evening sized playtime. Um, you know, you've been around, Charles. Uh, what what sticky choices have you had to to make during your career? Have there been any times where you've been in impossible situations or many many times? But <laughs> the, the, there are so many. Do you know what? I, 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 was, I was talking about this to somebody the other day. The eighties was so corrupt, and a lot of that corruption <laughs> came through into the nineties. And I, I've honestly always tried to make morally. Um, morally correct decisions um, and broadly I've managed to do that and um, 
sometimes you get put in impossible positions where actually, and this is of course exactly Sam what your 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 game is all about making you know um, question um, having to make choices where actually there isn't a right and a wrong. There's a a, 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 a bad and a worse. But um, uh, yes, no, I've 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 one of the one of the choices of course is is the balance between you know particularly when you're developing a game and you're running out of money and you know do you well what point do you let go and that's that that's a very central point and it's actually quite stressful particularly uh, when you're writing narrative games which um really live or die often on the production values um so i i would say that that's that's probably the, you know that 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 the hardest decision is always in development of a game the, the point at which you um you know you you just have to let go um and oh, inevitably feel that if only you'd been able to just spend another month on it, then it would have been so much better. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same. And with um, narrative games where you sort of live with these characters for so long, writing it, make it like cutting it makes it that much worse. You're not only potentially, um, you know, having issues with companies and jobs and stuff like that, but you just want the world to meet these people. And then yeah. if, if it's gone, it's gone. Um but it's a huge privilege, isn't it, Sam, to be able to, you know, write this incredible um, piece of software, this entertainment, um, and for millions of people to play it and experience it and enjoy it. I mean, it's it's a huge privilege, I think. Yeah. And what more would you want to do? Well, one of the um, one of the strange things, as, as I was saying a minute ago with Twitch, is that I, that's not somewhere I hang out. It's not somewhere I go to sort of consume content. And really, I wanted to bring some of the Twitch stuff in um, for marketing. Obviously, it's sort of where Yogscast lives, so it, it helped working with them on that stuff. Um, but after having been through it all and watching people play the game, it, it it's really made me want to do more of it. But I, I think one of the things what I didn't realize is I love watching people play the content I create. And where I make a lot of single player stuff, I'm not going into people's houses and watching them play. Um, so to be able to do that on Twitch and watch someone enjoy it is excellent. And um, it's definitely something that I'll be looking into for the next project. Cool. Charles, I feel you've got away with that answer. I feel that there's some, <laughs> there's some murkier stuff in your past. <laughs> you, you know, I was, <laughs> I was thinking... And, is, and you know, people in the past, people in the past have come and you know, offered bribes and things. And, you know, and, I, and I'm you know, very proud to say that, uh, well, not proud, I, I'm pleased to say that, you know, I've never actually, but, but that doesn't happen anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. And, um, you know, remember when you work with companies like Apple, which we've had the pleasure of doing so, they are so absolutely focused on making sure that there can never be any conflict of interest. And it is so refreshing compared to what was going on in the 90s, which was frankly terrible. The only time I've ever been offered a bribe was um, at the Game Developers Conference a few years ago. We were running uh, Marioki, which is the video game karaoke uh, that we do. And I was in the booth uh, queuing up the songs. And uh, my friend Stee was out hosting up the front. And a lady came up to me. And uh, she offered, first of all, some money with the uh, slip in order to skip the queue because we were full up for the rest of the night. So she, she offered money and then she offered something else as well. <laughs> I was astonished. I mean, I took neither. Uh, but so uh, what place in the queue did she get? <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. I um, but yeah, and that's the only. I, I mean, I, I you sort of hear about you know you talk about the eighties and the nineties about being only ever once, and uh, yeah, I was. It embarrassed me. It embarrassed me. So yeah, throughout the series, we've been asking our guests um, some some trolley problem style problems. Uh, just to get a sense of who they really are. I think we've got your number though, Charles. But uh, we will start you off as we have been with everybody so far, just to get a just to just to get a, a sense of your levels with the original trolley problem. So, Charles, you're standing uh, next to a lever and you're seeing a trolley barrel down a track towards five people. If you don't do anything, you'll see the trolley will hit and kill the five people who cannot get off of the tracks. But if you pull the lever, the trolley will change course and go down onto another track where there is only one person standing. Do you let fate decide and let it hit the five people or do you take action pulling the lever and murdering one okay um i I, i'm 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 a complete wuss i would let it kill the five people and i'll tell you exactly why because uh fate and and sam you you use the word fate and that's a very very good word um and i would have to explain to the relatives of the one person that i've chosen to kill them whereas for the five people those families would know that fate had decreed that this trolley had hit them and killed their loved ones. So, so you're worrying about your self-image more than the lives of five people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure it's self-image. It's the it's it's the requirement to explain to somebody that actually, through my own choice, rather than through my lack of choice, but through my own choice, I have killed some you know their loved one. What if we said to you, Charles, that you didn't have to explain your your actions? You didn't have to. If if this was just between you and fate and, my uh, and, and, and your conscience and that no one else would know, would your decision still be the same? Well, but that's, uh, you know, that's a very good question, but 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 and, and, and an unrealistic one, because I guess if, it, if you if you simply were to turn on your heels, get on your bicycle and cycle away into the, you know, into, into the into, into the dusk. Then, um, th- th- then you probably would save save five people. But but it also depends who those people are. I mean, if 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 it was children, then that would that would then change the balance as well. Um, I mean, of course, a lot of this comes down to the the choices that you know that the AIs are going to have to make in cars, which I mean, probably is the base of of, of the question in the first place. I mean, it is a very very relevant, which is um, you, you know, which is why these these questions are are actually so morally interesting, isn't it? Because these are decisions that will be made by AIs in, 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 in split-second decisions. Well, what's so lovely about that, Charles, is that for the listener, Charles doesn't know the questions he's getting. <laughs> All of his questions are going to be around AI and driverless cars. <laughs> are they? Are they? Yeah. Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no! Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's perfect. Now, now that you've shown an insight into it, Charles, we'll listen to every word. This is going to be groundbreaking, groundbreaking AI conversation. Ooh, exciting. So what we've uh, well, what we've discovered here then is that it's uh, it's Charles's lack of 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 having to um, own up to what he'd done, which has condemned the five to their fate. Um, there haven't been that many that have chosen to let the trolley sail past um, so far. So I think you're an outlier in that in that sense, Charles. Uh, Sam's keeping a tally of the number of people that you've killed, and at the moment you're. <laughs> joint top of the leaderboard 
with five. <laughs> Congratulations. What was your old high score name on the on the arcade cabinets? Oh, God. Maybe we could put that there. You know, if, if, only, if only I'd been in a wonderful position of actually being having to enter a high score. Oh. Um, you know, I, I love those early games, but... Charles is a master at dodging all these questions. What it'll be now is, is just MBE. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, do you know what? I'm going to tell you the truth because, I, and I'm going back, you know, to the, the gay, days of Galaxians and Space Invaders in the, in, in, in the early 80s. And my, my parents actually gave me Anthony as my middle name. So it's C A C, which was pointed out at school as CAC. So, <laughs> well, I know. So, 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 actually, when I entered my name, um, my, my initials, it was C C C, because I didn't want to. You know, I was always very aware that CAC would be. Uh, I would be teased if I was to enter that. Well, there we go. Then score so far five C C C. Uh, let's so let's try you now with your own. So everybody's been asked that question, Charles, and you'll be able to listen back and uh, compare your your reasons with everyone else. But these questions are unique to you. So let's hand over to Sam for the first of Charles Cecil's trolley problem style questions. Okay, so as I said earlier, these will be based around AI and driverless cars. So the first problem is the tunnel problem. A self-driving car is traveling along a single lane mountain road and is fast approaching a narrow tunnel. The car has two passengers and a child runs across the road but trips, blocking the tunnel entrance. Should the AI car hit and kill the child or swerve off the cliff, killing both passengers? <laughs> I, I have listened to previous podcasts. I don't think those questions. I think I'm getting the tough questions. Oh, golly, which should they do? Well, the, so, so the important thing here, Charles, is that no, is that you're not going to have to fess up to anything, are you? No, I know, I know. No, no, no. That which is which is great. Um, I, I mean, obviously, the fact that it's a child means an awful lot. Um, uh, I, I think, I think you have to send the two over the cliff. I'm sorry, but but they're the ones. They're, they're the ones in the car. They're the ones that are, are causing the, the, the danger through the speed that they're driving at. Do you not um, think that the child in the middle of the road is not causing the danger? Because <laughs> remember, it's, this is an AI car, Charles. They're not driving. They're just sitting passengers. This is an AI car driving. That's true. That's so, true. So actually, so actually, Please so tell me that they're driving, they're, they're driving, that the AI is driving too fast because they told them to. It's, it's driving exactly how you code it as the coder. So, so you've obviously made this decision. It will do whatever you as the coder say. Should it fly off the cliff or should it run down this poor little child? <laughs> uh, no, actually, do you know what? I think it should run down the child. I'm sorry. I think it should run down the child because you're right. The child shouldn't be in the middle of the road. And, um, you know, you've got two, two deaths against one death. Child is more important than an adult, but there are two adults. And, you know, and it's bad parenting. Bad parenting. You know, that, child, <laughs> that child shouldn't have been running across the road. And if it was running across the road, it shouldn't have tripped over. Well, hopefully the people in the car aren't the parents. That's all. <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> yeah. Be a plot twist. 
Um, okay, so you've you've opted for the uh, for the lower score with question number one. Is that because you were feeling guilty about uh, about the death toll you were causing? Well, you did point out, Simon, that that, that that there are very few people that start up start off with five deaths. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I am I'm trying to sort of whittle whittle that down to a more manageable number. Okay, um, and then obviously in the in the equation of human life. Two adults is better than one child. Well, no, not at all, not at all. No, 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 no. The circumstances, I, I guess, are are key, and I don't know. I don't know. This is they're really difficult. These questions. I, I think we they? could sew that into a pillow, Simon. Two <laughs> childs equals one. <laughs> one child equals two adults. What's well, a quadratic equation, isn't it? Okay, so 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 the next problem, Charles, you'll be happy to know, um, no one's going to die, um, but potentially someone may end up in prison. Um, so uh, the technology in these cars is amazing. Um, we know where everyone is at all times, and passengers just have to use an app to call the car to them to pick them up and take them wherever they want to go. The AI is so smart, it can even have conversations with the passengers while they travel to wherever they want to go. So now here's the question. A man is on trial and police believe he committed murder. Allegedly, the AI's mic recorded a private conversation where the man confesses. The problem is users don't know the AI's mic is always recording. The defendant denies access to their files do you bypass security and invade their privacy to get the files or do you think that is unethical and try to find other ways to prosecute them no i i I absolutely i would have no moral problems with um with with just getting the recording it it is kind of interesting and it's probably a generation thing but certainly and and it's also a difference between the europeans uh, and the brits uh, generally, the Brits are not worried, um, not nearly as worried as Europeans are about, when I say Europeans, of course, I mean um, mainland Europeans, because we are all Europeans. But, um, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super relaxed about, um, you know, if, if there's an important uh, evidence that um, goes to court, I'm, I'd be super relaxed about invading the privacy and, um, and, and taking the recording and using it. So, so you wouldn't mind if we looked through your internet history? Is that- <laughs> not, not, not if I, not if I was on trial for, um, for, for, for whatever, uh, and and you were looking for my internet history that related specifically to what I was on trial for. Not at all. So, so this is actually based off a, a real world scenario which happened a few years ago, um, where I don't know the case in and out, so I can't sort of talk about it at length. But um, there was someone who was suspected of terrorist activity. And yeah. um, they needed to open up their iPhone to get some yeah. messages off of it. And then, and then they refused access. And the FBI went to Apple to try and get them to unlock their phone. And Apple said that they could do it, but it was a dangerous precedent. So they wouldn't. Absolutely. But that's a slightly different question then. because, And I remember that very well. And I think it's fascinating. But that is the manufacturer specifically doing it. And, and of course, their point is that once they do it once, then they can do it. Although... You know, you probably know about the Israeli software that um, is used to hack, and um, it's been absolutely phenomenal 
in that if you can get it onto uh, diplomats and politicians' phones, you really can hack everything that they do. Um, is that Pegasus? Is that what Pegasus? It is? Thank you, thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Um, so, 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 if you'd asked the question as the manufacturer, as Apple, I think that would have been a harder question to answer. Um, but it is, it's a fascinating, it's fascinating. It went right to the top, didn't it? Um, in, in terms of the decision-making, because it's such an important uh, corporate decision, decision to make. I mean, yeah. frankly, I, I think I probably would have, have, have said the same thing. Uh, as in, if I'd been Apple, I think I would be prepared to give the, the information. Um, but thankfully, you didn't ask me that. <laughs> would you uh, continue to ride in such a taxi, Charles, knowing that it was listening and recording and that somebody could ask to to hear what you were saying privately? Would you continue to use that brand of cab, do you think? Do you know what, Sam? I'm going I'm to be slightly, I'm going to answer this slightly differently. I'm so pleased that when I was young, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have things that would record us forever because, you know, when you're young, you say stupid things. I mean, it's just the way you are. It's part of growing up. And it really worries me that so much, you know, for young people now, you know, the history of the mistakes and the stupid things they say are available. Um, and I'm just so glad that for me, the stupid things that I said just will never, ever come to light because, you know, they're, they're, they're lost. So, um, so, 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 so basically, um, to, to answer your question, Simon, I mean, even when, and, and I really admire you for, the outrageous things that you post online um, <laughs> and you know the amount of swearing and you know uh triforce you know the triforce it's still out there it's still out there <laughs> is it now <laughs> it is uh, i i have copies i i have copies as you know of the filthy truth which was really quite extraordinary in its day i was um, just going to point talking... out that i had nothing to do with that in case sam's not heard of it <laughs> Um, there was a there was a gossip website about the games industry in the very very early days of the internet and uh, yeah Charles has recently shown me some of his archives and crikey yeah I can't imagine <laughs> are you the only person with those archives then or I suspect I probably am yeah oh, I suspect wow. that I probably am could, could well you there you go don't get like into the way back machine. So the, the um, like the Wayback oh, Machine, where you can go through and look through history. I could probably look it up for you now, Simon, if you want. We could post it along with the podcast. <laughs> that is, it's pretty raw, isn't it? It's pretty it's raw. raw. I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Simon, if you could forward Sam the, the links that I sent. <laughs> I, I don't have any of the images. I don't have any images. I've only got the text. But the text is pretty raw. But but do you know I've forgotten the question? Oh, would I would I speak? Yeah. So so these days, I, I anything that I send over the you know in emails and things, I write on the basis that it could become public. And so if I knew that I was being recorded, then um, I would. Or, or, no. If I knew I was being recorded, obviously I wouldn't care because I wouldn't say stuff that that, that I was worried about um, being made public. Um, if I didn't know it was being well, but that's the question. If you didn't know, yeah. then obviously you behave differently. But yeah, if you, it wouldn't worry me if I knew that I was being recorded, because I would, I would just be careful in what I said. Good stuff. Okay, I think uh, with that in mind, no one's been uh, harmed in that uh, question. Uh, so Thank should you. we move on to question number three? <laughs> 
Yeah, so question number three is the social problem. Um, and this is about uh, really social networks. And I think it's down to, to you if, if you think these people are being harmed or not. So if we were to have driverless cars, um, in theory, they could be fr uh, free with advertising. So effectively a free taxi service and ads play while people uh, ride in these cabs. So users get shown ads while they travel for free in driverless taxis. We as the company making them would get paid by the marketing agencies, which would gradually change people's behaviors over time through constant commercials. The users would be our product, not the driverless cars. Do you think that it would be ethical to have these driverless cars which show adverts constantly to users? Absolutely, particularly if you give people the choice. I mean, I mean as, as, you've, as you've said, you, you know, if you don't pay, then you are the product. And, and I think you just have to, to, to accept that, don't you? I and mean, that, that, that is the world in, in, you know, in, the, in the 21st century. Do you think the, uh, the, the, the common man on the street who uses Facebook and Instagram and Twitter understands that, that these adverts are targeted towards them and in theory they could change their behaviour with things like voting um, or with just voting with the money in their wallets? Well, I, I, I would turn it on its head. Do you remember when um, it was so exciting because Amazon used to send you targeted emails and you go, how do they know? How do they know that that's what I want? And and I think that the, the common man or woman on the street is is actually delighted that um, that, that those ads are targeted. Now, what, obviously, so why, why why was I getting all those emails about penis enlargement pills? How did they know, Charles? How did they know? <laughs> well, I think you posted about it on these game message boards. <laughs> But 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 it, it, it's but so, so the, the morality though, um, Sam is is comes when can you change the way they vote, and um, I, I would say that actually much uh, much more worrying is is the social media um, and the echo chambers that people go into and the ability to then feed them news. So that is different. I, I think ad advertising is is very benign in comparison to feeding people news that they believe to be absolute when obviously it's been very, very heavily curated or it could just be, you know, like in, in, in a lot of what Donald Trump said, it could just be simply untrue. But 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 even if it's true, curate, pr pr providing people with curated news is, is also pretty, pretty odious as well, because then they only hear what they want to hear. So um, so so I'm, I think you've asked me two very easy questions there. I have absolutely no concerns at all about um, people uh, being fed adverts, targeted adverts, um, because you know, you know, as 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 you said and, and I said earlier, they they are the product. They just accept that, and I don't think people mind generally. Well, I'm I'm sorry for the easy questions, listener. I um, I'll, <laughs> I'll try harder next time. I'm sure. Well, no, no, no. Compared to those early ones, which were which were which were, were very difficult. Well, thank you for taking the time to uh, consider those, Charles. Um, we've given you, uh, what, is that the, like the third week in the game, Sam? Was that? The... Uh, it's, it's roughly in there, yeah. So there's yeah. A, a big portion of the game which looks at AI and also company ethics. That's really interesting as well. Now, I'm really looking forward to it, Sam. I've been kind of keeping an eye out 
and I can't believe that I missed it. Um, that's that's. Well, to be fair, Charles, you did get COVID, so you know I that's a, that's a fairly decent uh, reason. I would say I was going to call it an excuse, but of course it's not that. Um, good. Know, oh. Unfortunately, that meant that I couldn't see you. Well, we maybe for the I mean, you were maybe to come up to this part of the world, weren't you? We were. What a well, shame. Maybe, what a shame. maybe when maybe when we make the trolley problem two, featuring some hard Charles Cecil questions, <laughs> we, we we can come up and grill you again. Um, but you yeah, no, thank- and we could we could go to Castle Howard. There, there, there you go. That just to you know. I'll be going to Castle Howard um, for this year's triathlon because I can think of nothing more than the juxtaposition of such beautiful architecture and a huffing, puffing Charles going around. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Simon, you need to go back with Jonathan to Scarborough because that was a fun day out, wasn't it? Indeed it was. I was in Scarborough last year, uh, Sam, and Charles cycled from York to Scarborough and then immediately took his top off and spoke to our wives. Oh, <laughs> me, I'm just taking my top off. Do you want an idea? You want to really get into the mind, get a glimpse behind the scenes of this man's ethics and morals. He'll take his top off in front of your wives and make you feel inferior. <laughs> Charles, a pleasure as ever to speak to you. I love you. I wish we could cuddle you now. Um, oh, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you so thank much and Sam good luck with the game and congratulations on what you've achieved so far and um, yeah no, I'm going to go straight on to downloading it now and um, you know but, but uh, apologies so. that I didn't play it in advance because that that's very remiss of me no th- thank you so much and it, it does genuinely mean a lot because um, like honestly you were one of my idols growing up um, and it, oh, it was like, really one of the reasons I wanted to get into games and especially narrative driven games um, was Broken Sword um, and actually, I would say just as a final note, my mum never was really into games, but would read things like Games Master back to front to know what I was doing because she's just an excellent mum. Um, but the one game which absolutely consumed her for two days of a holiday in Cornwall was uh, when Broken Sword was ported to the Game Boy Color, and she absolutely loved it. So yeah, th- thank you a lot, Charles. Um, you're, you're excellent. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Well, you I'll tell, so tell you what, it's a good job we are recording this remotely because I'd begin to feel like a gooseberry now <laughs> <laughs> if we were doing this in a room. Uh, right, thank you. Let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope you found that enjoyable and insightful. Uh, the game, as we say, is out now. Uh, it's available on Steam, on Epic, and all other digital PC storefronts uh, for you to try and hopefully enjoy. If you do enjoy it, please leave a review. Uh, Sam, this is the last show that we're recording, we think, although we might do a bonus one. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. We, Let's, we see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, but we believe this isn't, this isn't going to be the last episode, so there should be one more to come after this. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, enjoy the game, uh, and we'll hopefully see you soon. Goodbye.